Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, welcome in to another Auburn Live show. Glad you could join us on this Saturday morning. Beautiful Saturday morning, not many more before the season starts. Enjoy them. A couple more and you'll be uh, getting ready for college game day. You'll be getting ready for tailgating. It is right around the corner. I am Justin Hokinson. With me, the one and only Jeffrey Lee, recruiting extraordinaire. How about you, Hope? What's up, man? How are you doing? Good, man. Busy. The fall camp has been like a whirlwind this week. Um, and then you look up and it's like there's three days left. Hey, well, at least you got a new hat, right? <laughs> I did. I did. I'm enjoying it. I gave it to – I've got it. My wife is probably going to wear it some. I was going to put it in my daughter's room. Um, what I'm not going to do is complain about it. Wow. What a noble idea. That's what I'm not going to do. Um, that was amazing. That was amazing. I'm sure most of these most people listening probably um, are those diehards. You probably were on Twitter and, and caught some of that yesterday, but that was hilarious, man. Um, and I have no problem giving my opinion. I had no problem. I mean, I, I have no problem getting on Twitter and being like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I mean, yeah. I think I responded back to uh, an AL.com beat writer from Alabama. And I mean, his take was like, bro, I was like, so unprofessional. Why would they put the media in that position? And I'm like, in what position to catch a hat? What are you talking about, man? It was dude who uh, has Bryant Denny as his <laughs> editor. <laughs> One of the crimson and white shaker in his back pocket. Man, that was hilarious, dude. Yeah, stuff like that cracks me up, dude. That was so, so funny. So, I, man, I used it and said, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have fun with it. So we're giving away a hat exactly like that to one subscriber every day until the season starts. So we're going to pick one new subscriber, annual subscriber, every day until the season starts. And I will give you the same Under Armour Auburn hat. Hey, you need to uh, announce the winners on your show. I am. I am. I'm, I'm, I sent an email out today, and I'm going to try to get pictures back for people and, and post them. That's, what I, that's, that's the goal. Good. <laughs> well let's talk some recruiting man we've had a bunch of fall camp talk um and so let's 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 dive into some recruiting it's been a minute since we really went heavy um and got in in depth um and we're, we're really just going to hit the high points and, and talk a lot about what was in your war room which is um you know for people that don't know that are still getting used to auburn live or the war room it's it's for 20 years it's the, been the best football recruiting piece of content on on the internet in terms of you know as it pertains to auburn um it is the inside stuff um and if you're not reading that you're not completely up to date on auburn football recruiting you're just you're just not going to be so let's just kind of dive into that thing man um and i think we can start with omari kelly and trey donaldson um both guys making decisions here coming up on august 19th um just break it down omari kelly's a four-star Trey Donaldson's a four-star, Donaldson's a safety, Kelly's a receiver. Talk to me about those guys and what Auburn's chances are here. Well, you know, Kelly is a guy who we didn't hear a lot about early on. Um, a lot of people thought he was locked in with Alabama, and, um, of course, Kentucky's gotten involved, but Auburn's pushed for him probably in the last two months and uh, obviously been well-received by him. He went to – he came to Auburn 
early June, came back for Big Cat, went to Kentucky last weekend. Kentucky's, you know, they're, they're not out of it. They, they've, they've made some noise with him. Uh, but in the end, I think Cornelius Williams, Mike Bobo, Brian Harson. I think Omari Kelly loves what Brian Harson's doing. He believes in what Brian Harson's doing at Auburn. Uh, he, he believes in the offense, even though he hasn't seen it, uh, at least on Saturdays yet. But he, he likes everything that he's heard and seen. I think it's great that it's close to home, right down the road from Birmingham. And you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not alone here in thinking that uh, that that he commits to Auburn on Thursday, which would give Auburn two really good receivers with him and Jay Fair. Let's yeah, see. I like Jay Fair so far, and I like Amari yeah. Kelly. So let me ask you this: So you got Kentucky, Alabama's offered Amari Kelly, correct? Sure. Right. So, you know, when I see a receiver especially from the state of Alabama, offered by Alabama, and not choose Alabama. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking why. I mean, what, what's, what does he have a legit offer? Did they just I – mean, I mean, I'm sure they – Alabama obviously has got a million people they can probably recruit, but what, what's your take on that? Or is, is, is do we give credit to Auburn? Like, what do, how do I look No, at absolutely. I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Auburn. Absolutely. Yeah. They have recruited this kid. They've done everything right. Um, like you said, though – it's hard to believe a, an in-state kid having a legit Alabama offer, not, not going to Alabama. Alabama historically and usually, typically, gets who they want in this state. Um, but I think what I've, what I've heard a lot more from recruits in the last maybe year, I wouldn't even I don't even know if it's been a year, and and I kept waiting for this to happen. You know, at some point these recruits are going to want to play early. Um, you know, and of course, you go to Alabama, you sit for two or three years, you start for a year or two, and then you go to the NFL. Uh, and some kids, you know, that's what they want. Um, but Omari Kelly received an official offer from Alabama on August the 1st, so he's legit. He legitimate has an offer from Alabama. Uh, I think early play time, you look at Auburn's wide receiver room, um, you know, the opportunity there to come in and play. I think that's going uh, saying the same thing as Robert Woodyard the linebacker from uh, Williamson down in Mobile who's committed to Alabama, uh, also looking at Auburn heavily because of the early playing time. These guys want to play. Um, not, not everybody's like that, but these guys want to play. And, uh, and, and that's certainly going to benefit Auburn for guys who do uh, have that high priority of playing early. Um, so, yeah, it's a, big, it's a big deal. Auburn to beat out Alabama, to beat out Kentucky. It doesn't happen happen very often. I don't know how hard Alabama is pushing here, but we know that he has an official offer from Alabama, which is saying something these days, especially with um, you know Auburn not many winning many head to head battles over Alabama in, in the past you know seven eight years. Sure. So yeah. would be a big would be a big win for Auburn, especially uh, with Darius Clemens coming in. You've already got Jay Fair committed from Texas. Um, you've got Amari Kelly potentially, and then you've got Darius Clemens coming in for the uh, the first game. You're talking about a damn good three wide receiver class right there. Yeah. So, what's your take on Kelly? What size? I mean, you see him a little bit in terms of how does he fit the offense? If you look at Auburn and you've got you know, Auburn's actually got a decent mix of guys that are some proven. I mean, Capers Canyon's a big guy watching him out there on camp. He, like, he's a tall guy. And then you've got Tavares Dawson and Javaris Johnson and Demetrius Robertson now for a year, but you got a little mix there. Like what's, where does Kelly fit in? Is he, is he like any of those guys in, in terms of height, weight, and maybe how he fits? Well, he's not. Okay. So he's not your Jay fair. He's not your slot receiver. He's not your Javarius Johnson 
or your Tavares Dawson. You know, he's not that five eight, five nine guy, slippery. Um, and he's not the six foot three, six foot four Darius Clemens type or Elijah Canyon or, or any of those guys. He's he's six foot one, 180 pounds, uh, can can go, but you gotta love the offense he's coming out of at Hewitt Trussell. Those guys seem to have success pretty much wherever they go. And um, just just an all-around really good wide receiver. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, so in terms of size, you think of Demetrius Robertson. Sure. Um, right. Who's six foot one eighty-five, so he's going to be quick. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's the kind of receivers I personally love. Those guys, if mm-hmm. they're if those guys are tough, um, they can do you know then they can do everything. You know that that kind of size right there to be able to sort of do do a little bit of everything and not be the big guy that's only relegated to you know jump balls or right. 50-50 balls right. or slot guys running crossing routes. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought one of the things that stood out to me about Omari is, of course, we talked about the offense he runs, but he's a big he, – even though he's not 6'3", he's, he's a big play wide receiver. Um, you know, I think he averaged over 18 yards uh, per catch last year as a junior, scored seven touchdowns in 10 games. Uh, you know, had, I think, almost four receptions a game. So, this guy, he, he can play. He can play. He, he will be successful. I expect him to be a multi-year starter at Auburn, starter at Auburn. Um, just the kind of receiver and the kind of person you really want. He's an awesome kid, too. And, and of course, it comes from that great program. So, uh, just an all – it would be an all-around win for Auburn here. That'd be huge. So, Amari Kelly deciding soon. Auburn feels confident. Talk to me about Trey Donaldson. I mean, probably one of the most intriguing prospects um, that – you've covered in a while because he plays football and basketball. I don't know in your time, have you covered a guy that's ranked so highly in football and basketball? I, I can't remember. Not off the top of my head. No. Yeah. Uh, you know, some guys who thought they were, uh, <laughs> but you know, this guy, he's, he's the real deal. Yeah. And you kind of go back and forth and, and how you cover this guy's recruitment. Yeah. You know, we, it's like, is he, is he more of an asset to the football team? See more of an asset to the basketball team. That's kind of what I've been asking myself, and how I'm, how I'm handling the coverage of his recruitment when it comes and what it comes down to is is I think Bruce Pearl has him much higher on the board than let's say Derek Mason. And I'm not yeah. saying Derek Mason doesn't have him high. I'm just saying Bruce Pearl's got this kid high. I mean, he that that's the number one point guard on Bruce Pearl's board. I think Trey Donaldson he likes to the sound of being a two sports star, and who wouldn't, right? Uh, but I think when it comes down to it, and, and we'll, we'll we'll play that coverage. You know, if he's um, saying he's going to play two sports, you got to take him at his word. Now, some people close to his recruitment thinks that think that by the time this is all over with, by the time he signs and gets on campus, assuming it's Auburn and and we do uh, presume presume it's Auburn, um, what uh, what he will do. Uh, uh, but some think that he's eyeing more of a basketball career. And from everything that I've heard from people who know a lot more about basketball and football skills, he's probably b- making a good choice if, if doing so. I mean, he is a spectacular basketball player, not taking anything away from him on the football side. But I just know that people in basketball really think this kid has a very high ceiling um, and think that's where his future should be. And, and I think Trey does too. So he, he's going to announce next Thursday too. Um, you know, he's got a, a six, Auburn, Alabama, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, and Ole Miss. Uh, In-town in, in kid for Florida State, in-state kid for Florida. Uh, both of them recruiting him hard. I think Florida State was a little hesitant in offering him both sports, and I 
and that might have helped Auburn in the, in, in the long run. Uh, Florida has pursued him heavily in basketball, maybe not so much in football, where Auburn has, has been really consistent. I mean, Bruce Pearl made this guy a high priority, got him on campus back in June, um, met with the football staff a little bit. But again, I, I think Auburn's idea with him is, is basketball, 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 and a little bit of football. And I think, Trey, that's, that's kind of what Trey wanted to hear. He loves Bruce Pearl, loves the offense, loves the track record of Bruce Pearl and what he's done with guards. And he, you know, he was talking about Sharif Cooper was just the next in line, Jared Harper's um, playing in the NBA. So a lot of good uh, a resume there for Bruce Pearl and point guards. Yeah, no, I was, I was about to say, if, he, if he's looking at, you know, kind of, hey, what, what could I have the most success in? I mean, certainly being a point guard in, in uh, Bruce Pearl's offense right now, is a is a is a good thing to be. You know, something kind of occurred to me when you were talking about Trey Donaldson, and you think about Bruce Pearl's recruiting. Um, if we think maybe he'll have a bigger impact with the basketball team, but you think about the players that Bruce has landed: Chimo Kiki, Jared Harper, Isaac Okoro, Jabari Smith, Sharif Cooper. Well, what do, what do all those guys have in common? Well, they're all from Atlanta, basically. Right. Um, which is super close to Auburn and it's a place that Bruce Pearl has made a, a priority since day one right well, absolutely the, the, uh, Trey Donaldson to me maybe I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head and there might be somebody that I'm missing but I think this would be a big commitment um, maybe underrated in terms of the kids in Tallahassee Florida and Florida State's offered him and Florida's offered him this is a different deal I mean this isn't going to Atlanta and beating you know, right. Tom Crean over there, who's just floundering um, and hopping down 85. And this is a little bit different. He's going into Florida against, against where Florida and Florida State both want this kid very badly and he could land him. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Like I'm trying to think if there's another guy that he's gone out of state into their state to beat anybody. A lot of these, he's had this great Atlanta success and it's awesome. And he's going to keep it up. But this is kind of a, this, I think it just shows the, 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 how far the programs come. I think it shows how, how far, you know, the, the, the perception of Auburn basketball has come that you're talking about a kid down in Florida that, that could potentially turn down the two in-state schools that Florida, I mean, Florida state's been every bit as good as Auburn in this run in basketball and Florida's got a great history. Right. Um, so it, it kind of would signal, that would be a big signal to me. That's a big deal. I, I, and I think, man, the respect Bruce Pearl has um, to these high school kids it's aching to to Nick Saban in football. I mean, it really is, especially to the kids in the Southeast. Um, these kids want to play for this guy. He is a, we all know, a lovable, lovable figure, uh, a guy you want to be around uh, and very personable, very smart, very good, and uh, has had a lot of success wherever he's gone. And these kids absolutely take that into consideration. And I think that puts Auburn in the door of any top recruit we've talked about. I mean, we've, we've written about top targets and you see the, you know, where these kids are ranked, you know, this is not, I mean, you're talking, you know, top 50 Auburn's target board comes from the top 50 in, in, in the country now, going up to Philadelphia, you know, California, it doesn't matter where they are. These kids want to come or at least want to check it out. And, um, and then, of course, in the southeast, it's almost a given. If, if, if you're a good basketball player, if you're an elite basketball recruit, Bruce Pearl is on you and is interested in you, and you are interested in Bruce Pearl. Uh, we talked about Trey Donaldson being at the FSU school in Tallahassee. 
you know, his classmate, I uh, can't remember her name, but she just committed to Auburn to play women's basketball. Huh. His teammate is a junior and is coming into the elite camp next weekend. Um, so there, and of course, his uncle played at Auburn, Duke Donaldson. Um, a lot of a lot of connections there, but Bruce Pearl, I think, in the end, is what is what's going to sell this uh, sell Auburn to Trey Donaldson. Yeah, that would be a a really big pickup for for a lot of reasons. So we'll keep an eye on Amari Kelly and Trey Donaldson both on the nineteenth. Maybe not a coincidence um, if they both end up at Auburn. Um, and then, you know, after that happens, if it happens, we'll come back and we'll evaluate Auburn's football recruiting class and what it looks like then. Because, you know, obviously right. over the last couple of months, it's if they get those two guys, you're, you, got, you got some strides going into the season. And then it's just about putting something on the field that gives these kids some, uh, some hope, some, uh, a, good, a good glimpse of what you can be. So, you know, we'll, we'll, it, that'd be huge going into the season for football recruiting. And I found a little bit more out about Trey. Um, you know, he wanted to play both force and should he. And, of course, we've already said this. We don't – I think ultimately he sticks with basketball. But just for the record, if he were to play football, there's a hierarchy amongst the NCAA uh, as far as scholarship allocations, um, team numbers, scholarship numbers, class numbers. If he plays football, he counts against the 85. He counts against the class of 2022, 25 total. And he can he does not count against basketball if he, he would be a walk on football. If, if the kid plays football, if he's on scholarship and plays football, the, the scholarship counts against football and any anything under that. It does not count against if he were to play basketball, which I expect him to sign in November's early signing period. Um, Auburn might send him a football scholarship there in December to sign. Also, if he does go out for both teams, we know that he's going to count against ba- uh, football and not against basketball. I thought that was pretty interesting. At least I needed to update my thoughts on that because I, I, I thought I remembered it being the head of the count against both. Maybe I'm, that's old school. Maybe that was 15 years ago. But anyway, so there you go. Moving on. Yeah, no, that, that would be interesting. I mean, it, that's, a, that's a major impact on basketball if, if that's how it happens. Absolutely. I mean, basketball obviously has a lot less. So you get a player the caliber of Trey Donaldson for free, basically, from a, from a basketball standpoint, and then and, – and, and the way Pearl recruits, the way he's working the transfer portal now, oh, yeah. um, that's huge. That would be huge for basketball to have an extra spot um, to go get somebody because Pearl's going to get somebody good. Absolutely, man. Um, all right, let's talk a little offensive line recruiting. Yes. Um, because as we all know, Auburn's recruited pretty well other than offensive line. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, it's like if you if you picked one thing to look at for Harson, these guys is if they start landing some defense at all, de- decent offensive linemen, might be all we need to see to know that they maybe they're going to recruit differently. So that's the big thing is when I was joking somebody the other day and I uh, asked, I think it was who's the last commit? Um, was it Austin? Was there somebody or Albert maybe? Kobe, yeah, Kobe Albert. And uh, <laughs> they were just like, you know, went out. And somebody goes, does he play tackle? Right. Fair point. He doesn't. Yeah. I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. So talk to me about offensive line recruiting. They signed Colby Smith and Garner Langlow last year. Um, you mentioned guys that they're in the running for right now. Big targets. Drew Bobo, Easton Harris, and Jacob Hood from Tennessee. Auburn in the hunt for all three of these guys. Um, where does Auburn stand exactly with those guys? What's the likelihood of them signing zero, one, two? I think at least one, if not two. I think Jacob Hood, probably the longest of the three, longest shot of the three. I think Drew Bobo, 
feeling pretty good about Auburn there. I, I you, if you would have asked me a month ago, I would have said Georgia, and I would have been, I would have said so with a surprised voice because I thought with him, with Drew transferring from South Carolina to Auburn High School with his father, who's the offensive coordinator, um, I would have said you know Auburn lock. Uh, but man, Georgia was really pushing for him, still is, and uh, he, he, you know, he, he's got a lot of connections there at Georgia. But I think at this point, Auburn feels good about where they stand with Drew. Um, I talked to him a little bit last night. Um, Auburn's recruiting him as a as a to play inside or outside. He could play either or. I think he's probably best suited for a guard spot. Um, but given that that he has the ability to play outside if needed, of course we um, the Auburn fans hope that doesn't come come about because you hope you've got tackles that can play. I really liked what Auburn did. Brian Harson coming in, getting Colby Smith, getting Garner Langlow late last year uh, in the 21 class. These are guys, those are the type of guys I think Harson in this 2022 class will, will have to get because we've talked about this before. They're so far behind in relationships and building bonds with these players in the 2022 class that you're, you're just going to have to do the best you can. Well, you, the best you can has to be getting guys who could potentially be multi-year starters. You can't get guys that, that are just taking up space and, and a seat in the meeting room. You know, almost, I mean, I hate to say it, but that's a lot of what Gus Malzahn did. You 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 focus on these five elite offensive linemen or these upper-tier offensive linemen that could probably play from day one, and you're hoping and you're hoping and you're hoping and you get to the end, and they're all going to Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State and Florida and LSU. And Auburn's going, well, uh, well, we'll take the guy down here, down the road here. You know, oh, man, we really like his potential. No, dude, no. You, you, you need to get quality offensive linemen every year at the minimum. Colby Smith, Garner Langlow, both of those guys, I, I feel like both of them will be multi-year starters before they're done here. Those are the type of guys Auburn's going to have to get in this class. Then you start looking at that 2023 class, and, and you, your expectations go up a little bit. Every year that Harson and, and, and Will Friend and Mike Bobo are here, my expectations for the caliber of offensive linemen they're signing is going up, is going up. This year, I'm not giving them a pass, but I'm, I'm giving them I'm, – I'm not expecting four stars, five stars, top 100 offensive linemen. I'm expecting Kobe Smith, Garner Langlow type linemen. Um, and, I mean, Eston Harris, depending on who you think, I mean, he's about as elite as Auburn can hope for in this class. Jacob Hood is right there with him. I think Drew Bobo, Drew Bobo is a, a, a better-than-average offensive guard. Um, but I think you've got a good shot with Eston Harris, despite, man, it, it feels like he's trying to go anywhere but Auburn. Um, of course, he just transferred to Auburn High School from Beauregard. But uh, I feel like in the end, he – he, he, he may figure out that Auburn's the best spot for him. Um, but what I like about what Harson and the, these guys are doing is they're taking a totally different approach than Gus Malzahn did when you're, you're honing in on the five or ten, you know, guys hoping, 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 and then missing out on them all and stuck with the guy down the road. So what Harson and them are doing, they're saying, hey, man, we realize that we got a long shot with this guy. We got a long shot with this guy. I mean, we're going to still work them. Don't don't get me wrong. We're going to try to get them in on business. We're going to try to make some noise in the season and, and try to change some people's minds and perspectives on Auburn football. Uh, but but we have to be, be prepared for the worst. If you're not preparing for the worst, you're going to get you know worse than that. So yeah. what, so, so what we, we've seen in the last probably two or three weeks – is Auburn reaching out to other guys, and, and these are national guys. Most of them, some of them from uh, Midwest, Texas, uh, 
guy was um, committed to Oklahoma State. So I, I looked at three guys this past week that Auburn's reached out from, started picking up their interest in more. Um, we'll start with Austin Kowecki. Yeah. And y'all know, y'all know I can't pronounce the names, and, and this looks German. <laughs> Austin Kowecki. So, yeah, Austin Kowecki from Frisco City, Texas, um, is a guy that they offered, uh, I think, earlier this week. Um, he's been committed to Oklahoma State since June. Um, Auburn has, has started to follow him in August, started to keep up with him. Uh, they're reevaluating their board. They're looking at guys again. They're, they're, they're reaching out, starting new guys, and, and Kowecki was one of them. Will Friends reached out. I tell you what, man, offensive line GA, Patrick Kugler, this dude's a, a monster on the recruiting trail. Um, he's been he's been very busy. He, he's he's one of the more uh, involved GAs that I've ever seen. Um, he, he's 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 very determined. He's uh, very persistent with these guys. And a lot of the times I'm talking to, to these offensive linemen and they've got a great relationship with Kugler. Um, so I've been very impressed I, just from what little I've heard from uh, about him. But Kowecki, Kowecki. Kowecki um, was impressed with the Auburn offer. Now, he, he seems pretty solid right now with Oklahoma State, and that's because he doesn't know much about Auburn. He, he doesn't know much about Will Friend. Yeah. He doesn't know, know much about Brian Harson. He's a little, you know, hesitant to go, oh, yeah, I'm definitely coming for a visit. You know, he didn't come out and say that. He was, hey, man, let, let me see what happens with Auburn. Give me a couple of months. You know, give me a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two. Um, let me see how this relation, these relationships form, if at all. And then maybe at the end of September, I say, hey, you know what? I, I like you, Coach Friend. I'm going to come visit. Uh -huh. uh, so he, he's certainly a guy to keep an eye on. Auburn's definitely reaching out to a lot of guys, not just on the offensive line, but a lot of guys that are committed to other schools. You know, that's not holding, that's not stopping Auburn um, from that, uh, from, from going out there. But, and of course, with this pandemic, you've seen a lot of kids commit early, uh, scared they're going to miss out. So, you know, the majority of, what power five schools recruits are, are, are committed at this point. Uh, so Auburn's definitely, you know, kicking the tires with him. They're definitely kicking the tires with a kid from Mississippi named Carter Edwards Edwards uh, from Hattiesburg, who is committed to Colorado. Um, he's six foot four guy. He's an interior guy. He came to Auburn in June, worked out as a center and at guard uh, for Will Friend at camp. Auburn liked him enough to, you know, to keep him warm, um, haven't offered him yet, but if they were to, you know, they, they're definitely picking up communications with him. If they were to offer him, I think it would absolutely change his his recruitment and possibly his commitment. You know, he likes Auburn. He likes the SEC. He likes that it's closer to home than Colorado. And if Auburn were to offer him or, or to push for him hard, I feel like they could they could certainly switch him. He is a um, uh, just probably a little bit raw. I mean, I think they want to see what he's doing to do in his senior season. You know, they're they're hey man, they're they're building this this open they're opening lines of communication with these guys before their senior season. Going to check them out after maybe the first three or four games, maybe make a decision there whether to offer Carter Evers though. Definitely got to keep an eye on for an interior position. Another interior guy, Sheridan William uh, Sheridan Wilson, uh, another kid from uh, Texas from Argyle, Texas. Uh, ha he's committed to Texas Tech. Auburn has not offered him again, kicking the tires with him, opening lines of communication with him. And he is being receptive. Now he is a lot like Carter Edwards in that, Hey man, I'm, I'm not going to visit and without an offer. I mean that you offer me, I'm definitely going to visit. I'm definitely interested until then, you know, it's just, it's just what it is. It's just some, 
it's just Auburn talking. Um, I think, uh, but that just goes to show you how Auburn's expanding their board, uh, reevaluating guys, adding new targets, something that I haven't seen, you know, from Gus Malls and his staff the past seven or eight years. Um, so I, that part of uh, that part of the offensive line recruiting, I like it. It, it gives you hope that these guys are, you know, not going to just spin their tires like, like like the previous staff did with these, you know, elite offensive linemen. Yeah. So quick question for the kind of guys you just went over and, and you probably don't know, I guess it's more of a comment is I'm curious to see, cause it just kind of made me think like, okay, here they are offering a kid from Texas committed to Oklahoma state here. They are offering a kid from Mississippi committed to Colorado. Just kind of like seems random ish. Um, I'm curious to know, and we won't know this this year, or maybe we'll start to see like what kind of line, what are they, what are they looking for? Right. Because you know, the last staff struggled. We saw guys that came in that, you know, didn't pan out. Right. You know, Harson's style. He wants toughness. You know, Will Friend is an in-your-face guy. Like, I'm curious to know what they're looking for. Maybe we don't know. I just – maybe next time we have an, an opportunity to talk to Harson, I would in – in a setting that makes sense, I would love to say, like, when you look at an offensive line, like, what are you looking for? Like, what yeah. is what is the thing? Because it just, it just struck me. You're talking about – where did they find this kid in Texas committed to Oklahoma State? Where did they find this kid in Mississippi committed to Colorado at, at this point in the game? You know, those just so, seem random. Like, is it happenstance or are they just be, is there something they're looking for that they just see a kid and you're like, what, who? And, and they're, they're seeing something that we're, that we're not in a way. So I'm just <laughs> curious to see that sort of develop. Like, what are the things that they want to see? You know, we hear a lot about cross-training. Now, part of that with the, with the team this year, maybe part of that's the depth problem, but is that something they look for? Do they look, do they want to recruit a lineman and say, you know what? I want, unless the kids like the best offensive tackle in the country, we want kids that could play anywhere. No matter, you know, if, if some, worst case, worst, we, we want kids that potentially could go anywhere on the line or something, you know, I don't know. Right. It's more of a observation. I'm curious to see how that pans out. I, I think that curiosity is very uh, valid. I mean, I, I, I've got a couple of guys I might fill out, man. That, that's, that's something I would like to know as well. Maybe next show I'll, I'll have some more information for you there. Yeah. And then the other thing is going back to Bobo and Harris, right? So um, Harris is a guy, right, transferred from Beauregard, correct, to yes. Auburn High School. Is this a situation where it's just it's just Auburn with a new staff and, and so they, there's no relationship there? Because you're thinking he's from Beauregard, transferring to Auburn. How does the kid want to – you know, we get it. Sometimes they want to leave, but is it a deal where – he just doesn't have a relationship with this Auburn staff yet. And maybe, maybe that will come to fruition. Or do you think if Malzahn, it could have been, it could have been a staff here for eight years. The kid just literally wants to leave. Yeah. I think that's more or less what it is. He wants to do something new. you remember Jeremiah Williams, Scooby Williams on the last year um, from, from Birmingham. You know, he, he told me like, man, I just want to be, I want to be different. I don't, everybody goes to Auburn, Alabama around here. I want to go somewhere different. I want to be, you know, unique and yeah. so we went to florida um you know some kids are just like that man you know you grew up here in this area in lee county going beauregard now he's a big timer at auburn high school and you're going man I, you know i'm ready to venture out and you know i i think that's probably going to be a factor in his decision but um, what we've seen oftentimes it, it's easy and it sounds good but when it comes down to it is that really what you want to do yeah. and for some kids it is and for some kids it's not yeah, and then I would think somebody like Drew Bobo, it's different because he's transferring in. He's not an Auburn right, kid. He's right. not an Auburn-Alabama kid by any means. So it's not like he's lived here his whole life. 
Now, granted, those are two, right? So I guess my overall point is they're two very different circumstances. <laughs> but did you, it, say gra- they, did you say granite? Did you say granite? Yeah. Listen, but if <laughs> if they can't get a kid from Auburn High School, I mean, I'm just gonna assume it's never gonna happen. I'm just yeah. gonna assume it's never gonna happen. If right. if I watch two more highly coveted kids from Auburn High School not go to Auburn, I I, I don't know. I'm just gonna assume that there's somebody there. Like they just won't process. Like it won't. It just it's just not going to happen. I don't know. Right. I don't know what's going on in the halls of, of that place, but it's going to make me kind of sick. Yeah, a glitch in the system when they go to click on it and there's no like, Auburn University available. Bad memories, just <laughs> bad <laughs> memories. Yeah, it's been amazing, man. That that's you know, it. Seems like Auburn is the one school that can't keep the hometown boys home. Jeez. Uh, uh, now, of course, Trey Donaldson next weekend. Florida State's going to feel that. Assume. Yeah, right. Right. But yeah, man, that is, it's been very perplexing, out to say the least. Go. Is there any? I think of Powell Gordon. It, you know, obviously we started, or you, you've been doing it. I, I kind of got back in the game. Powell Gordon was already a, a part of this class. Is any? Do you think when he committed, did you have the thought? Are they getting him on board to maybe help with with those kids that they knew were going to be at Auburn? I'm not. I'm not discrediting his ability, but saying he's got ability. But taking him that early, okay, but maybe let's get somebody from Auburn High School on board because we know these two guys we're going to want and, and maybe – I don't think they knew. I think Powell committed way before uh, Eston was – or Drew. I don't know about Drew. I think – I remember talking to Drew back in the day, and he was like, I'm coming to Auburn. Just keep that quiet for a little bit. Um, but Eston – you know, Auburn High School got the new coach, um, Etheridge from Oxford. Yeah, who's and, awesome guy, by the way. Shout out. Keith who's what? Awesome dude, Keith Arthur. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, love him. Oh, yeah. So, I wonder if, uh, you know, if that had more to do with it. But as far as Powell Gordon, no, I think they just – hell, they had to get somebody on board at the time. Yeah. And, and he's, he's a good player. Yeah. Okay. I just was curious. I'm thinking, you know, that would have been a smart, you know, kind of a, a wily play if, if they would have said, hey, yeah, he's pretty good. Let's go ahead and take a chance on a kid that could maybe help us um, build, build some relationships um, with those two guys. It was just a – Kind of a thought. Um, all right, so we talked offensive line recruiting. Well, offensive line has got a block for somebody, and that's the running back. Damari Alston um, has turned into one of Auburn's strongest recruiters. And, you know, that's, that's always fun to see, um, covering recruiting as long as you have, and, and when I did it as well. There's always one or two, and they always become the strongest recruiters. I remember Deshaun Davis is, was, is a big one that comes to mind, and they become outspoken, and they got no shame and they will be on Twitter, and they will be on social media, and they will get after it. That's what Damari Austin has turned into. Right. I mean, he's even tweeting stuff at basketball. I've seen basketball news go up, and he's, and he's commented on it. So kind of funny to watch that, that happen and him become um, one of Auburn's biggest recruiters. Quick, quick, quick thought on him. Any thought on, on his ability to recruit? Is it yeah. still have an impact? Absolutely. I mean, I don't know that he'll, you know, be the end game on on, on anybody, but it always helps having him and Holden Gurner and and all these guys out there at least, you know, pumping it up on social media. Um, you know, I I don't know if you saw this, but Demar Austin, he he had a pretty damn good game last night or oh. Thursday night, I should say. Thursday night, I, I think it's just like a preseason game, maybe. Or I don't know if they were regular season yet. Probably a preseason game. Yeah, had like a seventy yard TD run, had a couple of touchdowns. Uh. Really, uh, he, he's a damn good back, um, and it's good to have him in your corner. 
well, when he committed, what, the end of July, Big Cat, I believe. Yep. He kind of went quiet running back recruitment, and I guess for good reason with Damari committing. But now we're starting to hear, hear more and more about Auburn, you know, targeting that second running back that we believe they were going to take um, since early on. We, You know, they need two running backs. They got Jordan Ingram in from Central Michigan's past offseason. Uh, you brought in Jarquez Hunter, but um, Devin Barrett left. Was he a running back? He had, I think he had moved back there. Yeah. Yeah. He had, he had moved back, back to running back. And so he left. And so you're sitting with, I think, four guys right now. Yeah. Sean Shivers, Tank, uh, Jordan, and Jarquez. Yeah. And then Tank, the walk on Sean Jackson. And, yeah. Uh, that's right. And then there was somebody else in there. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, is that who 44 is? Yeah. The walk on. Yeah. Sean Jackson's a walk on. Yeah. And then there's Jake Sharp. Jay Sharp, number 22, he's a – I guess he's a walk-on, a redshirt freshman, small small guy. 44 can ball. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a he's, bowling ball. Yeah, I like him. Reminds me of Ben Tate. Yep. Yeah, it looks well, like – Might be not the outside, but anyways, yes. Maybe it's because he's wearing 44, John Riggins. Uh, but, yeah, so, so all, you know, who's all we're going to get? We know Kenshawn Judkins is up at Pike Road, right up the road in Pike Road. Never felt like Auburn has just all out – went after him, or at least I haven't yet. I know they were high on him back in the summer. Um, would have probably taken him. He's a bigger kid than I thought when I saw him, too, by the way. He's six foot at least. Looks good. Uh-huh. Um, doesn't have that speed. I think Auburn is uh, coveting in the running backs. So where else are they going to turn? Well, we've we've heard two names at least. and uh, One, we're just not ready to put out there yet. I, I, Auburn's kind of taking a look at him. They really like him a lot. I think there's a, another step they have to go through to uh, to get him an offer. Uh, but that's certainly somebody we'll be tracking. I think Justin Williams. Um, I don't know if Jay had. Uh, you, you saw he had a lot of good stuff on the on the corner today on our message board. The corner today, some good recruiting stuff. He had mentioned Justin Williams, the kid from Georgia who is, are, who is committed to West Virginia over Auburn. By the way, um, Auburn's you know staying uh, staying in touch with him. So we know they got Austin on board. He's firmly in, in firmly committed, looking for another guy. Um, to, to put into this class, and we're going to start hearing some more names out there um, in the next in the coming weeks. And, and I love running back recruiting, um, and I think a lot of people do too. It, it's, it's certainly uh, one of the more interesting positions to follow, and uh, could be a game changer. We've seen how big Tank Bigsby uh, can change a game. Yeah, man, so you're teasing the people with this unknown running back. That's tough, man. That's yeah, tough. you know, and, and they're listen, they're going to have to be on the site. They're going to they're going to have to stay tuned. Yeah, and, and you know, I don't want to get everybody so up. This is not Le'Veon Moss. It's not who he, he just decommitted from Alabama or anything. I, I know he's on the board. He's very high on the board, but um, but but the kid that we're and you know as well as I do, he, he's he's a really good player. He's a uh, he, he's a big play guy, and uh, but not a lot of people know about him. Not a lot of people know about him. So you know, don't don't be expecting this you know top ten running back. But uh, I think once if Auburn does offer. Uh, you watch his film and see he's a uh, very good running back. Um, hey, before we get out of here, <clears throat> let's talk about Cornelius Williams just for a second because, you know, you talk about Amari Kelly on the 19th. Well, you know, Darius Clemens is coming back for the Akron game, and, you know, that visit is is a monster visit. But I think the vibe and in in what we're hearing seems to be if he likes what he sees, then it's Auburn. If, if Auburn, right. screw, I, I get the feeling that if Auburn screws something up, they'll lose him. I think it's Auburn's to lose at this point. Sure. Absolutely. Have to do something dumb or something. It would have to happen where he goes, huh? 
<clears throat> so it means just means that visit's critical. If that happens and that kid goes, you know what? This is the place. This is the place for me. And he jumps on board. All of a sudden, Auburn's got three receivers, uh, all four stars, Jay Fair, Amari Kelly, and Darius Clemens. And Cornelius Williams is like, okay, well, I'm done, guys. So um, <laughs> would be really impressive. I mean, he would he would definitely be the early story of this class and this Absolutely. and this staff in terms of recruiting. Cornelius, who I you know, which is amazing because he he comes over from Troy. And I remember when he was hired, I saw the reaction. Now, Cornelius is a guy that gra- I graduated from Hoover. He was at Hoover just a few years after me. So I know him and and know some people that played with him. Uh, I wrote a story about him when he was, came to the Auburn's camp. Yeah. he well, And he was a dang good player at Hoover. Absolutely. He just, he just – I think from the big schools, he lacked maybe that 4-4 or he la- he just lacked that that kind of that thing that – that elite thing, but man, the kid caught everything at Hoover. He was there in the heyday right there with props. He, he caught everything, ton of yards, ton of touchdowns. He just – He was a lot like Shedrick Jackson was. Yeah. In that he, he wasn't – and I don't know. Shedrick's probably got better top-end speed than than Cornelius did. I hate to call Corn uh, a poor man Shedrick Jackson. But, <laughs> you know, but but they were built a lot like they both had yeah. great hands. I think Shed had probably could, could beat him in the, in the long run, but – uh, Cornelius was, yeah, a fantastic. First of all, he's a fantastic kid. I used to, I, he, he's one of those kids you interview and you go, I hope you do well in life. Yeah. Man. yeah. You deserve it. Yeah. But I just remember the reaction when he came over from Troy, goes to Troy, has a good career, and came over from Troy. And I was like, huh, well, Troy, I mean, is this guy going to be able to recruit? And, you know, there's all that, all those question marks. Um, we heard good things, but he, uh, bottom line is <clears throat> he's real quickly about to back it up. Um, what's been your impressions of him when you talk to, um, Jay Fair and you talk to Amari Kelly like is there anything that stands out I will say I, I like what I see uh, in practice when I watch him I mean he is it's very obvious it's very obvious when you watch him you're like oh there's a receivers coach who's played the position mm. that's a difference it makes a difference and you can notice it I mean you just watch how he coaches the guys and just the little things you're like that dude's played it he, he's telling them He's he's telling them the things that they really need to hear that's going to work in a game. So I like I like what I see here in practice and and how he coaches the guys and gets on them. And he just I think there's a res, mutual respect there too from the guys. Like this dude's produced in high school. This dude produced at Troy. Like this guy's been a college receiver and been really good. But what's been your impressions as a as a recruiter? Anything stand out to you? Well, these young guys, and I've learned this over the years, and they're paid. You know, be honest with you, they're number one. Him, Zach Etheridge, these guys are brought in to recruit. Um, and, and coaching the position is a bonus. Um, and Cornelius and Zach both. I mean, you look at, you know, cornerback recruiting is, is one of the best Auburn, you know, one of the best position groups Auburn has right now. Wide receiver, one of the best uh, position groups Auburn has going for in this 2022 class. Both of those guys are hungry. They want to make a name for themselves. And the quickest way a young coach can make a name for himself is by recruiting. You know, uh, you, other than having all Americans at, at each position, you know, those young guys that they, they, you, if you're not recruiting, you're not coaching. And uh, Cornelius, and if you, if you've talked to him, if you've seen him, how he carries himself, he, he's, he, he's an awesome dude. He he's young. He can relate to these kids, which is huge. I mean, you, you, every great recruiter can relate to these kids and, and corn's uh, what? 28, something like that. Maybe he's probably well, he's, 30. I'm, no, I'm he's got to be over 30. He's probably 33, 34. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I yeah. guess I'm 45. Damn. 
<laughs> I forgot how old I was. Yeah, I guess you're right. 12, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and, and Zach Etheridge is the same way. We've seen both of those guys have, have a lot of success early. And we'll, I, I'm expecting big things from them recruiting-wise when it, um, as their careers at Auburn goes on. Yeah, so early good things from Cornelius Williams. Yes. Um, and, uh, and we'll see. I think the next month that could be, you know, Auburn could potentially have, you know, three more four-stars in their basket. Um, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but it's very, very possible. Um, all right. So, so is that it? So Amari Kelly and Trey, that's, that's, that's on, that's on deck. How are we leaving the people that's on deck? What else, what else do they need me to know? Obviously be at auburnlive.com, but what, what do you want to leave them with? Yeah. I, I think next week at this time, we're talking about Auburn's two newest commitments and, uh, what's, what's next. I really do. I feel like Auburn's got some momentum coming out of July and they're keeping it going. They've got had Caden Story commit. They've had Kobe Albert commit. Two more coming next week. So a lot of good things Auburn's got heading into the season. Now you get into the season, you win some games, and you start changing some of these elite guys. You start getting them to go, hey, what's going on over there? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I think uh, I think it's setting up perfectly. Should Auburn have success in the fall, which I truly believe, that, truly believe they will, um, we could have a – better than expected 2022 class, but I'll go back and say it again. I don't care how many wide receivers, defensive backs, linebackers, quarterbacks, or running backs you have, unless you've got some offensive linemen in that group that can play in a couple of years, I don't want to hear it. It's the same thing we've been seeing. Yeah. So uh, to me, offense, it starts with offensive line. Show me the class and, and when Auburn signs it, start with the offensive lineman, and I'll tell you if it's been a success or not. Yeah, yeah. Got to find some balance in these recruiting classes. That's Absolutely. That is for sure. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate Jeffrey joining us. A bunch of good recruiting information. Go to auburnlive.com and you can read the War Room uh, in depth. Uh, a couple of things we didn't hit on. So go to the War Room at auburnlive.com and, uh, and check that out. Um, and a couple of partners of the show, I, didn't, I totally forgot because it's so new, by the way, uh, that I wanted to mention at the front and I forgot. So I'll mention them now. One, is our friends at Southeastern. Awesome bar in downtown Auburn. Um, beautiful building, has some finger foods and stuff like that. But great place to go watch a game, bunch of TVs. Um, cool place. Make sure you check out Southeastern. Uh, other partner of the show is uh, Irritable Bow, which I, I got to get Jeffrey to. I got to get him to it. B-A-O. It, they're, in, they're on Magnolia, downtown Auburn. Awesome. I, mean, I thought you were going to say Taco Bell. No. <laughs> if you've never had a Chinese bow, um, go check them out. They have some, um, really awesome, like bang, bang shrimp rolls and chicken skewers and, and Buffalo chicken dip bow. And like, I'm telling you, this stuff will change your life. You just got to go try it. But awesome people, Whitley Dyke, shout out irritable bow, go check them out. Uh, and we'll be back next week. We'll be talking hopefully about some commitments and we'll be previewing a big basketball camp. Um, that Auburn will have here um, before September hits as well. We'll, we'll preview that next week. Jeffrey first reported that yesterday and uh, about this big camp that's happening is already, is already reporting some of the people that'll be there uh, in elite camp. So we'll preview that next week until next time. See ya.